G'day there. This is the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host and fellow battler, Mike Holt. The Bloody Aussie Battler brings you news and commentary on the political shenanigans in Canberra and around Australia. So grab a beer and fire up the barbie. We're about to roast some politicians and expose their nefarious activities. This episode is brought to you by Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. I've got a uh, bloke in my studio at the moment, a fellow called Desi Freeman, who has done something quite amazing. Desi, you arrested a magistrate the other day. Can you tell us what led up to that? And uh, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and where you're from, etc. Yeah, um, I'm Desi Freeman, a photographer from Myrtleford in North East Victoria. Um, I've been accessing Mount Buffalo my whole life. Um, and this case has arisen lately where um, a couple of newcomers from Melbourne have decided they want to close off a road that's been used for 120 years. Well, when you say so, newcomers, who are these people? Uh, just a pair of nobodies from, moved up from Melbourne and think they can start closing off people's access to Mount Buffalo and start suing their neighbours in, in the first year. So they're, they're actually just residents there, they're not even government? Yeah, that's right. They just um, They just bought property and... They seem to think that they can just effectively appropriate half of Mount Buffalo National Park by controlling this road and by using me as a scapegoat because they know I've got no money and they think I'm, I'm the weak link and then set an example by suing me to everybody else so they effectively get control of the mountain. Anyway, they, they picked the wrong person to mess with and I think um, they're finding that out <laughs> yeah. now. Are these the bogans that I saw on that uh, video harassing you? Yeah, directly behind them, it's their friends. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the same place that the Bogans used to on a current affair. That's where they ran when a current affair confronted them. They okay. ran straight to this place behind. Mm. So um, it's been to court nine times now. I've been dragged through nine court cases, tons of taxpayer money wasted in the persecution of an innocent person who's done nothing more than bushwalking, while we see countless real criminals getting let off all over the country. Yeah. So I think everybody's familiar with that story. <laughs> fair enough. So how did you get into court and, and what happened once you got into court? Well, on the day, it was the, the ninth court hearing where they were to hand down a decision about the, the road. And oh, the access, access to the road. Yeah, and I'd, I'd beaten this fancy pants barrister from Melbourne, Chalk, and a local lawyer, Charles Morgan, beating them hands down and everybody knew that on a written submission as well. The facts, the facts stood on their own. Mm. So it was obvious to me that the magistrate and all of them, they, they couldn't stand somebody like myself to make a fool of these people. <laughs> so they just... It's not too hard. To Try to railroad me. You know, same old thing. Everybody's seen it before. Made up absolute rubbish in the courtroom. Uh. All kinds of um, mistakes and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, ignoring evidence. They allowed perjury as evidence. Um, they've blocked vital evidence, so 10 letters from, from the public. Look, the, the list of things goes on. I won't bore you with it. 
But uh, basically, they've tried to railroad me, and I just called in the question. I was forced to call in the question the authority of the court. Well, so how did you do that? What did you say? Well, I'd already stated in one further hearing to the magistrate that they they don't have grant of power and they don't have any authority mm. to hear the case. And that was besides besides the fact that he's a magistrate's court trying to um, contradict a landmark Supreme Court decision, which was Anderson versus Stonington in the Supreme Court of Victoria in 2016. And that precedent upheld common law and the people's right of access in situations exactly like this. Mm. And so here's a magistrate's court trying to do their own little thing in the Wild West, Myrtleford, and then Wangaratta Court. So on this day, I wasn't about to allow myself to be bullied or suffer any more injustice or corrupt actions from these people Good on you. who were breaking the law on multiple levels. So I called into question the authority of the court. And I first asked, I told the magistrate that I required a ruling as to whether the Constitution was suspended in this matter, to which he went silent. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No kidding. So I, no asked kidding. Him, I asked him again. And then he's, he's tried to say, oh, I'm only going to talk about costs and all these things. <laughs> I'm like, no, you have no right told him you have no right to put any costs order on me and this this was not a court of competent jurisdiction mm-hmm. and i've got a right to a fair hearing in a court of competent jurisdiction that's the law and if a court is not a court of competent jurisdiction it has no rightful authority right so that's what i stood up to excellent now i believe you had a policeman and a, a commonwealth public official there a cpo as well is that right that's right yeah um it was about that stage that i I informed the magistrate that I had um, Mr Jim Reck, a Commonwealth public official, present in the court as a witness uh, and pointed him out. And at that stage, there was only one policewoman in the court in a standard uniform. But, of course, once I started to speak the truth and challenge the authority, politely challenge the authority of the court, a couple of fully armed police officers came into the the back of the court with their guns and tasers and all their jingle bells hanging off them. Yeah, which was a pretty pathetic act by the court, really, but yeah, no intimidation. surprise there. It's Sorry? Typical, in, in, trying to intimidate you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, what, that's how they operate. <laughs> mm. So anyway, with the uh, magistrate trying to, didn't know what to do, and he's trying to, uh, try to keep just sticking to his line of um, getting me to engage a discussion about costs as if I was going to pay $40,000 cost to these fraudulent, lying perjurers that had sued me, whose constant fraud and lies and perjury I've constantly pointed out to the court all the way through nine hearings, which has been completely ignored by the court, while they've been so intent on on busting me for bushwalking, while ignoring serious, serious criminal acts in the court. <laughs> I've got every one of them written down. So that's why I've, I've stood up to this, you know. Okay, so once you um, challenged his authority and these cops came in, what happened then? Did you, how did you arrest him? Well, I said to him that he's aware that the oath of allegiance to the Queen was removed from the Legal Practices Act. And they all know this fact. And they just choose to ignore it. They conceal it. Hmm. And Rob Hulls was the one who um, did that treasonous act on the 5th of September 2000. Yep. And he's been, he's been charged with treason as a result. 
all these people who are um, uh, operating under false authority, like this magistrate, are aware of it, and that's misprison of treason, concealing treason. It's a serious offence. Absolutely. So I spelled it out to him. Yeah. And I said, you don't have granted power. And he didn't say anything. So I asked him, where's your grant of power coming from? And he couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. Because he knows damn well that he doesn't have, have it. The only power that he can have is the power of my consent. Correct. And I didn't give it. And I stated quite clearly in, in previous court hearings at the start that I didn't consent to any of it. Mm. So that's what people need to remember. If they're going to... If they're going to give their consent, the government can do anything. Yeah. The government can come in and, and police can come in and, and raid your fridge and and you know, cook your dog if you let them. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you give them consent. Well, as you uh, saw the other day with my video, when the police came to try and uh, censor me for saying something on Facebook they didn't like, <laughs> I just told them to bugger off. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, was, that was a good video. And. <laughs> Yeah, at least at least that cop actually, you know, obeyed the law. Yes. Um, instead of acting like a, a thug and a and a moron and a tyrant like some do. Yeah. I'm not saying they all do. There's some, there's you know I know cops out there that they seem to be decent blokes. They seem to be caught between trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And then getting told to do the wrong thing by higher up with their, their jobs on the line. Yeah. So they well, put I... themselves in a, in a difficult position. That's right. I, I got the sense that uh, as soon as I told him to bugger off, he was relieved because he didn't really, obviously, really didn't want to be there. But yeah, uh, yeah let's get back to the uh, the court there. Obviously, you yeah. went into court very well uh, informed and prepared, uh, understanding the law. So just I, let I me. Did, yeah, I did, and then um, I didn't want to wanted to have to go down that path. I'd been along. I played their game for nine court hearings, expecting that they would do the right thing and that they would consider all of the laws. And all of the facts, and not just take a deliberate myopic view of some that suits an agenda. That's right. But that's what happened, yeah. and so I had, to, I had to step up. Yeah. yeah well done. So um, did you actually physically arrest the, the magistrate or put handcuffs on him? What did you say or do? No, no. Well, I think the movies have, um, have programmed people into to that way of thinking. Arrest, to arrest means to stop. Just like the spark arrestor on a motorbike or right. whatnot, it's top sparks. Yeah. So I've stated that I arrest him and what for. Um, it's then the police, the highest ranking police officer present's duty to make the arrest. And look, it's completely, to execute the arrest, it's completely irrelevant if he's manhandled or not. Right. The, the guts of an arrest has nothing to do with being manhandled. And these police are going you know, crash, tackle and handcuff, brutalise people. That's not an arrest, that's an assault. And I'm sure anyone who that's, who that's happened to will agree that it is indeed an assault. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's unlawful, some cases it might be necessary where someone's a psychopath. And so the arrest stands at law. That's where the arrest is. Right. And then, then the Commonwealth public official has stood up and reiterated the fact that he's witnessed misprison treason in the court. Mm-hmm. The police officers were informed that it's their duty to make the arrest, which they refused to do. No surprises there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a few comments there on Facebook by people who just um, don't seem to get it. Oh, yeah. And they seem to think that an arrest is all about crash-tackling people to the floor, which is quite ridiculous. Yeah. There was even a, a lawyer, a very snooty lawyer who was very put out and flustered by the whole thing he was making nasty comments on facebook 
And he said, oh, if you had done that, the police would have broken your arm. So, you know, he's, he's, he knows, he admits the, the violence, yes. the unlawful violence that can come out of out of police himself. See, I, I saw his comments on your page. Can you tell everyone what your, your Facebook page is? Well, it's not my page. Uh, Alpine Region and News, some people are trying to say it's my page. It's oh. not my page. I've, <laughs> I've got enough things to deal with. Um, there's some... There's some good people that run that, various people, and there's a lot of good people behind me. The support has been off the scale. I never fathomed that that so many people would stand up. I mean, it's, it's had something like two and a half thousand shares already. Yeah. Not shares, let alone let alone actual views. Um, well, I think a lot of people have been waiting for something like this to happen, mate. Yeah, well, that's right. And um, look, if it wasn't for legends like. Uh, Jim Reck and um, Jerry Donahue, and especially Brian Shaw. Yeah. If you know those names, and some of the people out there will know those names. Uh, these these guys are the working behind the scenes. That's what you call true leaders. You know, they we've got these fake leaders like you know, Scomo and all these these losers, these criminals. Um, they're Scomo and all the rest of them. No matter what political party they are, it's the same the same criminal organisation. Yeah. But then you've got, people need to realise a thing called natural leaders. And natural leaders just emerge yep. by their by their actions. That's right. And um, uh, Brian Shaw, Jim Rick and, and Jerry Donahue are just three of many. And you yourself, Mike, <laughs> I have to say, uh, a natural leader. Your website is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, actually, that's, that's not idle compliments. That's that's a fact, mate. That's it's very important stuff that, that yeah. leads and, and teaches people what they need to know. So. Well, that's cirnow.com.au, and actually the article about your um, arresting the magistrate is right at the top with a picture of the magistrate's <laughs> course at, uh, court at Mad, uh, Wangaratta. So, uh, yeah, people can go to the website and read the article and, and find out what actually happened, but it's good to hear it right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So now that you've arrested this case, um, what, uh, what's the next step? Okay, so uh, the charge sheets will be drawn up this coming week, and not only for the magistrate, there's there's other people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into that at the moment. And so, yeah, those those charge sheets will be served now. It's then the job of other other people involved in the system to um, to process that. And yeah, people have plenty of people have pointed out how corrupt the system is, and that probably won't happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. That's not the point. The law is the law. No one is above it. I don't care if it's the Queen or the Pope or who they, or Scummo or who it is. Exactly. They, they want to pretend that it's an equal country and then there's justice. <laughs> then the law applies to everyone. Don't pull this who's who crap on me. Yeah. It, it's about what's what. It's not about who's who. Yeah, look, I think a lot of people are jubilant that you've done this because we've all been wanting to do it, we've all been talking about it, but nobody's actually done it, and you have. Well done. Well, Brian Shaw and Jim Reck have. Um, it just wasn't publicised as much. Tell, tell um, us about Brian Shaw. I, I, know, I know of him. I've never actually met him, um, but he's been a, a, a long-time friend on my Facebook pages, and I have quite a few because I keep getting banned. But uh, I know Brian is, is very well versed in the constitutional law. So tell us some, yeah. about something about what he's been up to. Basically, this whole path, I'll call it, 
is um, you could say it's led by Brian Shaw, and he's got an excellent um, website called Elijah's Challenge. Oh, yeah. And that website explains a whole lot of things for those who would take the time to study it, which is what I highly recommend everyone do. Yeah. As well as, well as your website, of course. It's not even fair for, for me to describe Brian Shaw. It, it, it wouldn't do him justice. So, I, yeah, if everyone can can have a look at his website yes, um, and follow his lead, that would be a great step into putting an end to the serious problems we've got in this country. I just did a, um, a Google search while you were talking, and yep, there is his um, website, Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H-S, challenge.net, all yep. in one word. And the next one down is Brian Shaw versus Attorney General Victoria. I'm going to read that. That looks interesting. 2017 issues before the court is Elijah's challenge. He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, really, really putting it to them, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he formed a grand jury at Bendigo a couple of years ago, which which I attended. And, oh. um, that was that was quite amazing. It hadn't been done before, as far as I know. I didn't know about that. I thought ours was going to be the first one. Wow. Yeah, and I, I went to that, and there was a lot of people there, something like 100 people there from all over. Yeah, very important stuff. And look, um, Jim Reg, Jerry Donahue, and there's heaps of others that I haven't named. People mm. are out there working quietly behind the scenes. Yeah, Paul Kirchner, um, Dino Buttermere. D- deserve a lot more publicity than, than what I've got. And I would, I would call these, these people my mentors. They're, they're the natural leaders. Mm. They're the people that should be, you know, prime ministers or magistrates or whatever, yeah, whatever positions of authority people would care to bestow upon them, you know. There was a case up in um, Cairns just recently. Did you hear about that one? Name is uh, David uh, Walter. He had his... Uh, yes, I did hear about that on, on Cairns News. Right. And that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's another legend. Oh, my God. Well, he's preparing they, a case now that's going to... They brutalised him. They, they yeah. put him in jail and everything, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They stole his land. He's now living on somebody else's land and, and uh, in dire you know, uh, monetary state, straits, but... Uh, he has put together a new challenge to the, the system and he's going to take them down. I mean, he went to court earlier this year uh, up in Cairns and he basically he won. He did basically what you did. He stopped the magistrate or stopped the judge. Didn't actually arrest him, but he stopped the whole case because he said, you have no authority. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we're finding this out. I followed his stories on Cairns News there. Yeah. Uh, but I hadn't heard anything about him. So has he, has he got a website? No, he's off the grid. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't get involved in the, in the internet at all. I had the pleasure yeah. of meeting him actually. Um, the beginning of this year, I went up to his place. I spent a whole day with him, and he just sat down there and he just drilled all this information into my head. Literally, <laughs> I walked out of his house at around about six o'clock at night, staggering with the amount of information he'd given me. So wow. yeah, he's he's an amazing fella. Um, oh, I so hope that you could do some video interviews or something and put it online for him. Yeah, I, I might do oh. that. Um, I, I, he lives a long way out of Cairns. I have to fly up to Cairns mm. and then drive about two hours to get to his place. And I'm, oh. I'm my business partner who who's try, who was underwriting my work uh, has run into some um, let's say monetary problems at the moment. His business is not doing too well. Um, 
But as soon as he gets back on his feet, and I think he will be soon, um, we'll be certainly pouring a lot more money into this thing and starting to fight in, in earnest. But um, my wife copped a uh, parking, a, a speeding fine a while back. Was it speeding fine? I think it was, yeah. Anyway, um, they kept on sending letters to us, and I kept on sending them back, and they finally uh, took away her licence on Saturday. So... You know, she she freaked out and said, "All right, I'll pay the fine. I'll pay the fine." So I I did it, but I wrote this letter to the uh, to the spur S P E R, which is the um, uh, state penalties enforcement uh, something or other, and, I, and I, wrote, I wrote this to you to them. I have just helped my wife pay your unlawful fine, and I, I know, you know gave the number, and in very big capital letters under duress. You have not followed Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1901 Common Law. You have convicted her without trial. This is to inform you that many Australians have woken up to the criminality all Australian government corporations, and in brackets, Spur is a corporation, not a government body, and we are coming after you. Read this, and I put a link to the uh, article about you arresting the magistrate, and I finish off by saying we... The people of the Commonwealth of Australia have the right and the power to arrest and charge you all with misprision of treason. We are coming for you to make you pay for your crimes against the people. There are no excuses for you. Remember the Nuremberg trials? You'll find us on YouTube. (laughs) Well, I I got a response back. You can also find us on Facebook. Listen to all our podcasts on our website. Basically, they just ignored it and said, oh, you know, you've got to talk to our bosses, our political bosses. He said, um, and his name was Thomas, thank you for contacting the Queensland government regarding your wife's fine. Well, there's a lie for a start. If you wish to comment on government policy, you can forward your comments directly to the relevant minister or government department slash agency, individual members of parliament or to the political parties. And if you would like to make a suggestion for your community and or Queensland as a whole or become involved in policy discussions, you can contact your local member to discuss this further. Well, there's only one comment I would like to make or suggestion. Hang the bastards. Yeah, exactly right. But well, notice he takes... that's what we've got to do. Yeah. And look, the only reason that anyone pays a fine or goes along with these, these corrupt, unlawful acts perpetrated on us... Yeah is when you take it to its logical conclusion, it's all just about what's enforced down the barrel of a policeman's gun. Exactly. And my message to the police out there is that your job is to uphold the law, and that means the correct hierarchy of law, and And that does not mean selective implementation of the law. Selective implementation of the law is the greatest form of corruption in this country. Yep. And with that, with that fine, for example, it doesn't have the right authority behind it. No. So if your your wife is is quite entitled to drive around anyway, there is no loss of license. Yeah, and has the right to drive anyway, so long as she drives properly, which I'm sure she does. Yeah. And for a, a policeman to come along and use force of any kind on your wife or any of us is completely unlawful, illegal, and unjustified, and does not have the right authority behind it. No. Just because uh, some bureaucrat writes, or some corporate bureaucrat writes some piece of jibber-jabber, it doesn't make it law. It's only law if it's in sync with the common law, yeah. if it actually serves justice and is actually a good law as decided by the people. Any of these iniquitous laws are no law at all and entitled to no obedience. Exactly. People need to wake up to this fact. Yeah. 
Mate, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, we're about 25 minutes into the, the discussion. I bet you didn't realise it was that fast, did you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just getting warmed up, Mike. I know. <laughs> well, we might get you on again after you've, um, after you've taken action against this magistrate to tell us, uh, follow up on, on what's happening. But I want to thank you very much for coming on today, Desi. It's been a real pleasure. I love your name, Desi Freeman. Gosh, and you were born with that. How good is that? <laughs> Freeman's the name. Freedom's my game. <laughs> Damn right. Good on you, mate. And thank you very much for standing up for the law and for all Commonwealth of Australia people. Thanks so much for all your support, Mike, and to everyone out there who's given me overwhelming support, and it's a pleasure to have been on the show. Oh, thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Good on you. Bye. Well, how about that? Desi has set us an example, one that we can all follow. And it's time to make these criminals posing as our government accountable for their actions against us. I grew up with the Beatles and one of my favourite songs has always been Eleanor Rigby. This is my version of their beautiful song. I hope you enjoy it.
was buried along with her name. Father McKenzie's wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave. Bloody Aussie Battler Podcast.